Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Redestine tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Live from the Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate all of you hanging out with me. Uh, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. As you're waking up, Monday edition of the program here. We're breaking down everything in the world of college football and the NFL. I'm going to talk about the college football playoff picture. Big win for the Titans on the road against the Colts to take command in the AFC South. How about... The Kansas City Chiefs going on the road against the Bucs. The Bucs lose another big game where they had an opportunity to establish themselves as a major contender in the NFL. Instead, they get whipped out of the gate, aren't able to fight their way back. The Bears, oh my goodness, it doesn't matter who their quarterback is. And the Broncos, speaking of quarterbacks, man, uh, to end up in that scenario, what an unbelievable situation. I'll give you a sense for the uh, for the playoff picture a little bit as we continue to move throughout the program, uh, both in the NFL and in college football. Big win over the weekend uh, on Friday for Notre Dame to beat UNC. The Fighting Irish now in really good shape. From a playoff perspective, uh, they need to beat Syracuse. And then if they beat Wake Forest, I think Notre Dame would get to 11-0. That would get them in the college football playoff, regardless of what happens against Clemson. Clemson has got one game remaining. They are in really, really good shape. Uh, the uh, The Tigers are. 
if they can come back and beat Notre Dame to get into the playoff. Alabama continues to dominate the Iron Bowl. No contest. The Alabama defense is working its way into elite status. We already know how good Mac Jones is. Uh, We certainly know uh, what he is capable of with Devontae Smith, Najee Harris. That is a really talented offense, and the defense is starting to round into shape alongside of them. As if that were not enough in the SEC, Texas A&M, good defensively against LSU, weak offensively on uh, that performance, but the Aggies with three games left, they are playing uh, against Ole Miss, they're playing against Tennessee, and they have to play this weekend against Auburn. I don't feel very good about Auburn's chances in that game, although we'll see exactly what ends up shaking out. Florida, it's a Kyle Trask versus Mac Jones, Heisman Trophy race. Florida was just okay. Three touchdown catches for Kyle Pitts, but now the Gators only have a couple of games left that they would need to win in order to advance to the SEC championship game. In fact, they only need to win one out of two, either Tennessee this weekend or against LSU next weekend, but they need to win both of those games plus beat Alabama to get into uh, into the college football playoff. Meanwhile, the Big Ten is a total mess. We'll talk to Joel Klatt some about that in the third hour of the program. Ohio State's game against Illinois was canceled. Now what is going to happen? Are the Buckeyes going to end up like Wisconsin and not be eligible to play in the Big Ten uh, title game because you have to play at least six games? And right now, Ohio State has only played four. They have two games left on their schedule remaining. Michigan State this weekend and Michigan next weekend. How exactly is that going to shake out? And what is it saying about Ohio State's chances to advance to the playoff? USC gets a game canceled against Colorado. And as a result, they are now not going to be able to play a full schedule themselves. Oregon loses a wild late game against Oregon State, meaning the Pac-12 is effectively out of the playoff race. And is the Pac-12 even going to be able to finish a season? All sorts of craziness going on in terms of the rules and the regulations that are being implemented surrounding COVID on the West Coast. So much chaos. I do think we deserve and should give a little bit of praise to the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 12, who at least are going to be able to finish seasons. But all of this is a chaotic, wild, zany mess, the likes of which we have never seen before. And I just finished up the last hour talking about another crazy story, which was a positive, but it also didn't really add up. And a lot of people reacting to it. I also wrote about it in my starting 11 column. A lot of you heard about this uh, female kicker for Vanderbilt and the fact that she was playing and went out and kicked the opening kickoff of the second half, but how it really didn't make a lot of sense if you think about it, because when you saw that Vanderbilt had a punter and he was able to punt the ball seven times, why do they need their goalie on the women's soccer team to come in and kick a football uh, to start the second half? To me, this feels like a Hail Mary attempt by Derek Mason, who was sitting at 0-7 and his team went out and got demolished by Missouri to fall to 0-8. It feels like this was an attempt to get some positive attention. Maybe it was an attempt to try to revitalize his team or fire him up a little bit. I don't know. But I want to bring you in, Dub, because you were watching this too. 
is my logic not pretty sound here? And the fact that nobody else is raising it as an issue seems kind of crazy. You have a punter who is on the field and is able to kick seven times during the game. Average over 43 yards per punt. It's hard to be a good punter, right? You have to feel the snap. People are running at you. You have to drop the ball. You then have to cover as a defender and maybe you have to end up as the punter actually making a tackle in special teams. My point here is, if you were deciding between which is more difficult, kicking the football off to start a half or punting, you would certainly say that punting is more difficult. And I've seen it happen. I'm sure almost every single one of you have as well. In the NFL, if a punter gets hurt, then the kicker has to punt. And if a kicker gets hurt, then the punter might have to kick. This often happens in the NFL. So this logically doesn't make sense to me what we were being sold, which is there's nobody else on the Vanderbilt football team that can kick, and so they've had to bring in a soccer player in order to do it. I just, I didn't buy it purely from the logic-based aspect of this. And I'm saying this as a double Vanderbilt alum. I root for Vanderbilt students to do well. I'm a former Vanderbilt student. I'd be ecstatic if one day one of my sons were to go on to Vanderbilt. I think it's a great university. But this story just doesn't add up. Dub, are you with me? Like, that this just didn't make sense? Yeah, I'm totally with you. And, you know, it doesn't take... You don't need to be a genius to figure out that when you're 0-7 and you haven't had exactly had a ton of success coaching, you're probably on the hot seat. Yeah. So, so to me, it kind of did feel like a last-ditch effort to save your job. Is I mean, that's how I read it. And then the news comes out yesterday that, you know, Derek Mason— During that they dropped the news during the Titans-Colts game, which is not a— it's a coincidence. It's not a coincidence, right? They they knew that all the media would be in the in the city of Nashville, primarily focused on that game, and so they go ahead and drop the news that they're firing Derek Mason. But the the kick that Sarah Fuller, this goalie for the Vanderbilt women's soccer team, made is not the kind of kick that a punter would have been incapable of doing, right? If anything the punter could have kicked the ball a lot further off the tee. And I'm not even sure, are you allowed to punt to start the game? I think you can drop kick. Yeah, so he potentially could have done it that way too. Either way, he could have easily, I think, gotten the ball to the 35-yard line of the opponent like she did. It wasn't like it was some monstrously huge, difficult kick. And I feel like there had to be a lot of people in the Vanderbilt football locker room that were kind of looking around like, wait a minute, now why can't we just use this dude? Now, they didn't end up having to attempt any extra points or any field goals because, go figure, Vanderbilt football is going to Vanderbilt football. But the whole thing felt like, in many ways, just an elaborate uh, stunt. And then the next day, Derek Mason gets fired? And that makes me feel even more like it was a stunt. Am I crazy, or does all this make sense to you, too? It adds up almost too perfectly. I mean, the kick, you're speaking of the kick, it was five yards better than if someone had just kicked it out of bounds. So That's right. I mean, these two things, they have to be connected. It's like... And one... you're down at the half 21 points. 
So the last thing you would want to do to start off the second half kick is give your opponent the ball at the 35-yard line. That's not good. It's not what you want. And so it all feels like like it was just and, – and then are you with me too? Like it's as if you're unable to ask any of these questions, even though this is 100% what we do with every football game. We come back Monday, and we Monday morning quarterback. What did you think about this performance? What did you think about that decision? And suddenly you're not able to question why Vanderbilt brought in this female kicker to do something that probably your punter could have done in the first place, and then you blame COVID quarantine-related issues for why you have to do it. It just The whole story doesn't add up. I'm a skeptic by nature. I tend to disbelieve people in positions of authority and people in positions of prominence, and I'm just naturally skeptical. And this story, frankly, just doesn't add up for me at all. But all of that zaniness that was going on in the world of sports over the weekend, we will break down the NFL and more with Sean Merriman, who is up next. We'll also talk about this ridiculous decision by the Denver Broncos they were forced into when they had no quarterbacks available and whether it might happen again going forward all that's still to come plus Joel Klatt third hour of the program this is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio this is Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis hey it's Jonas Knox and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts you know o o o O'Reilly who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock either in-store or online so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do it yourself and you can find what you need in store or online stop by o'reilly auto parts today or visit them at o'reillyauto.com slash two pros that's o'reillyauto.com slash two pros at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of BF Goodrich tires, shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their BF Goodrich test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back in. Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. I hope all of you had a good Thanksgiving. Just talking with Sean Merriman off air about uh, his Thanksgiving. He was on uh, the East Coast. Appreciate him joining us here to break down everything that happened in the world of the uh, NFL. Sean, how was the Thanksgiving, man? You have a good time? Yeah, it was good, man. Uh, you know, anytime I get back home to Maryland and uh, see the family, get a free meal at my Thanksgiving at my, my uh, grandmother's house, I'm happy about that. So it was good. Uh, what's your favorite thing about it? Like, did you grow up playing Thanksgiving uh, football, like, you know, out with the friends, family, everything else? Uh, and did you play it all this year? Or at what age were you, like, officially not involved in, like, a family football game? You know what? Uh, so I got drafted when I got drafted by the Chargers in 2005. I, you know, moved out there, so I was West Coasting it for a while. So the yep. only time that I would get a chance to uh, go back home was during the bye week, or we were allowed to have three or four days off. But otherwise, man, you, you know, yeah. going over LC, go, going over Danny's house, and stealing the plate here, or, or Lorenzo <laughs> Neal's house, and let their families cook and just go by for the uh, for the sweep off. You know, uh, Lorenzo Neal, who's a super good guy. So I live in Nashville, and uh, he played for the Tennessee Titans for several years. He's a part of the Music City Miracle. You know, he caught the ball and then handed it to Frank Wycheck to throw back. We did a Music City Miracle reunion with Lorenzo Neal, Frank Wycheck, uh, Kevin Dyson, all those dudes, super good guys. And as a part of that, we did an interview with Lorenzo Neal, and he put me in a sleeper hold. And I, I, I legitimately think Lorenzo Neal could have killed me in like 15 <laughs> seconds. Is he one of the toughest dudes? Like if you had to just pick somebody pound for pound, it's tough to top Lorenzo Neal, isn't it? It's no one tougher than uh, than Low Neal. Uh, just one of the one of the quickest stories I can tell you is I came in camp late uh, as a rookie. I held out because of contract issues. My yep. first day of being issued pads was a, a fan night practice. All the fans were there, about thirty five hundred to four thousand fans on the sideline of practice. I get a chance to go against Low Neal one on one. Uh, backs against linebackers, I blow him up, right? I, I mean, I'm hyped up, and everybody uh, is screaming, and the rookie's coming in. Our top draft pick just made a big play, and I think I committed one of the biggest mistakes down to my, <laughs> in my life uh, because that very next play, Lorenzo Neal had moved the running back over that I was supposed to go against, and he went back up with me again, and I've never been hit so hard in my face 
uh, in my life where my blood would rush to my fingertips and face, and I didn't know what in the hell that was. We created what we called the brother-in-law in practice. We could never hit each other like that again because Lo Neal was just a different animal. I don't, I've never played against anybody like him, especially at that fullback position. What, for people out there who are listening to us right now, what does it feel like to have a legitimate, you know, just man-to-man hit in the NFL? Because a lot of people can see it on television. They might even be able to hear it. I think even if you sit in the crowd, unless you're right down on top of the field, it's hard to really even understand the, 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 the speed and intensity. Certainly television doesn't do it justice. But how would you describe what that feels like, you know, for everybody out there who will never actually experience a legitimate full-on NFL hit? Well, you know, the, the funny thing is, uh, Clay, you hear the, the helmets cracking on, on the field, yep. right? I mean, that's one of the things you hear. But what you don't hear and understand is the ones that are the deep thumping sounds are the ones that hurt the most, not the loudest. The loudest when you hit guys with your helmet and you helmet on helmet or helmet on shoulder pad, and you hear that. The thumping ones are body to body, and that's the ones where you can really knock a guy out, right? So, uh, and when you hear those deep thumping sounds, it normally comes with a fullback to a linebacker position or a guy crossing the middle and he's going to break the play up at a high-speed uh, position, man, and, and have that adrenaline rush. You don't feel it right there on the spot. But, man, when you walk away, it's like, okay, in my days, do I got a concussion? Do I have whatever? And so you know, man. It's, and then you get guys that are like Lorenzo Neal. I tell you, I've, I've been against um, a lot of fullbacks in my damn my life, and I've never still to this day seen anybody like Lorenzo Neal. He's up for the Hall of Fame, I think, still at some point, man. I believe he should get in. Just based on – I mean, because I hear that from so many people who played with or against him – is just what a freak of nature he was in terms of his ability to both take and deliver big hits and pop right back up and just be, I mean, a different kind of dude. Well, he was he was my workout partner. He was my workout partner as a rookie. When I came in, I believe he was in his 12th or 13th uh, year, and I would lift with him four days a week after practice as our second workout, and I couldn't keep up with him. So that should tell you uh, what level Lorenzo Neal was on. Yeah, it's crazy. We're talking with Sean Merriman. Go listen to the Lights Out podcast, which is a part of the iHeart Podcast Network. All right, there are a bunch of different games I want to get into uh, with you. But I think probably there were several super significant ones. But the one that got the most attention, Chiefs uh, get up 17-0. Nobody can cover Tyreek Hill. Go on to hang on for the win 27-24. If I told you right now, Chiefs or the field to win the Super Bowl, do you think the Chiefs are good enough that you would take them over the rest of the NFL combined? Well, uh, so I'll put it this way. I I do believe that the Steelers are the best team in football right now uh, because they're the most balanced team, right? Uh, Now, the scariest team would be the Kansas City Chiefs because of what they have, the weapons that they have. I mean, Tyree Hill, we, we've, you know, we've seen some, some fast wide receivers. We've seen some guys. We, we've never seen anybody who has a gear like this and actually is a complete receiver where they can run routes. Um, you know, you, if you pick your poison with him, right, because it had, he had one play where he ran a quick out and up. Now, normally when you went running out and up, 
you get you take two steps, right? So he's just putting his foot in the ground and he's going. He's basically telling telling the cornerback that I'm faster than you. You know what I'm doing. I'm faster than you, and there's nothing you can do about it. So when you have guys like that, it's scarier because they're explosive. I do still believe that you know if you're talking about going all the way to the Super Bowl and the most complete team, then the the, the team you're going to have the most problem with. I still would say the Steelers because they're so balanced. You don't know in which phase of the game they're going to beat you in. You know what you're getting out of the Kansas City Chiefs. You know the Patrick Mahomes. You got to contain him. Tyreek Hill. You got to contain him. And you know between the hashes, Travis Kelsey is going to get his catches. So between those three, you can figure it out. The Steelers, they're too balanced. So the Bucks are now sitting at seven and five. Uh, they have four games left, I believe. I'm doing my math right. I'm looking at their schedule: Vikings, Falcons, Lions, and Falcons again. Do they need to win all four of those? Does it matter? Uh, like, have you seen enough to know that the Bucks are not a Super Bowl contender? in the NFC or are you still buying that even sitting at seven and five, they could potentially still make a run because it's pretty clear now that they're not going to win the NFC South. So they'd have to win three out of the wild card round. And that's fine. And that's fine for them. You know, you're talking about a team that was assembled uh, with superstars when they were all season. So, you know, we're accustomed to seeing this happen. We've seen a bunch of super teams in football uh, and it makes it even worse when you don't have a offseason. And I've said that before. You know, you, it takes a little time. Look, Brady's been in the system for two decades where he's done the same thing. Practice has been the same way. The playbook's been the same. So now you get into a new system with uh, one of your guys you play with, Gronkowski, but everybody else, no. You got to figure it out. So I'm not, I'm not surprised. And also, if you look back at some of these games, he's getting hit. He's absolutely getting hit. One of those interceptions, I believe two of those interceptions, he was hit on those plays. Uh, so I can't com- you know, completely put it on Brady. Uh, but at the same time, when you in, when you're in their shoes, look, they probably should have been nowhere close in that game. They won twenty, you know, they, they lost twenty seven to what twenty four. Yeah. But truthfully, if you look at that game, they probably should have been blown out. The way that the way the Chiefs are moving the ball, especially in the early on in the game. They should have been blown out. So anytime you give Brady a chance, if he gets his foot into the playoffs, then they automatically become also a dangerous team. They might be clicking later on during the season going into that playoff stretch. We're talking to uh, Sean Merriman, uh, Lights Out Podcast. Encourage you to check that out. Other biggest game, Derrick Henry. I want to talk to you about as a defensive guy trying to tackle Derrick Henry. I don't know how much of the game you got to watch between the Titans and the Colts. The Colts have had the Titans number for a while in that division. And then Derrick Henry came out in the first half, and I know the Colts had some defensive injuries, but he just absolutely took over. It was 35-14 at the half. There was never really any uh, suggestion of a game in the second half at all. What does that tell you? Titans get to 8-3, and three, may actually win the divisions. Both teams still have five games to go, and both teams have got some quality wins, but the Titans went on the road against Indy and just took control, coming off of a really physical, tough game against the Ravens. You know, um, one thing about somebody that can run a ball like Derrick Henry in that Titans offense is it's demoralizing for defense. There's, there's absolutely nothing worse then a guy just then a team just lining up against you. You know they're running the ball, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I don't care how great that defense is. Uh, at some point in time, you're going to break 
down, especially if the offense is not doing something on the offensive side of the ball. They're not moving the ball, or at least worst case, uh, have some kind of possession, uh, you know, problem where you could just keep just hold the ball, keep it out of their hands. I mean, that's what you want to do. But it's nothing like you know what they're doing. I mean, you don't even have to be into football, right? You don't even have to know the game at this point to know what they're going to line up and do. You don't have to see formation sets or down distance. You know coming to the game what's their bread and butter and what they can do, right? And, and, and being able to open it, up, open it up for the passing game and everything else that they're doing. I mean, Tannehill is a good quarterback, but he's not Joe Montana. You know, he's not uh, a stellar quarterback. But when you run the ball that way, he looks like it because they, he, the, the pressure's off. So, you know, I always say this, the recipe for a championship team is being able to run the ball to play great defense, and they're doing just that. We're talking to Sean Merriman. Now, I know it's Monday, but a lot of people were watching the Cowboys, and we were off like a lot of people were on Thursday and Friday. If you were Jerry Jones, what would you do with the Cowboys at this point? As they now have fallen you know, completely out of the mix, right now I believe they'd be around the third pick overall. Would you already be looking ahead and thinking potentially about trying to make a move to get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields? Or would you be thinking, hey, we'll just sign Dak to a long-term deal? What's the solution for the Cowboys? You know, to be honest, I think that that's so far down the road and what they're looking at. At this point, they need to evaluate, right, because they have these, these last, what, four or five games left. They need to evaluate who they're going to keep there and who needs to be out of there. Right, they they need to look at the film, look at the 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 total the season in in as a whole, and go down the lines and list all the big contracts and all the all the people they paid out, uh, all the people that they were thinking about moving that's not performing. Right now, they need to start looking at clearing house, and that needs to be. And I'm talking about head coach included. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying you, you, even place, even you know. for year one at Mike McCarthy, you're like I've seen enough to know that this isn't working. Yeah, because it's it's not a play calling issue. It's not a anything. You know, he has a the, the players aren't playing for him. Yeah, they just aren't. You, you know, you can look at the sidelines, look at how they give up long plays, look at the attitudes. I mean, gosh, when Andy Dalton got hit, there was no players around, and no one helped him up. No one came to his defense. Yep. You know, that says a lot. I know Mike McCarthy came out and tried to uh, water that down a little bit, but. That doesn't happen on good football teams, and right now they're just not—they're not responding to his coaching style. So you know, you you start from the top down. Is it coaches that we need to move on, and then you start working down to the playoff players? Maybe some guys in the front office. Who knows? We're talking to Sean Merriman. Have you ever seen? I'm sure the answer is no, because I don't think anybody's ever seen anything like it. What the Broncos had to do at the quarterback position yesterday, and. Do you think that it's going to send a message to other NFL teams as it pertains to how important this distancing is? Because, I mean, effectively, the Broncos had zero chance to win this game as soon as they had a positive test. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and because this is all new to them, it's new to everybody, uh, you need somebody to be that guinea pig before you say, okay, all right, we need to plan for this because if this happens to us, this, we can't let it go down like this, right? So going forward, uh, I think that everyone needs to look and, and start getting guys ready as that third-string quarterback or maybe a wide receiver who really, really played quarterback in college, getting him playing some scout team quarterback in, uh, in practice, 
I mean, you start to, the, the the great teams will start preparing for the worst, and I believe that was the worst situation that any NFL team could ever be put in. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, they ended up with 112 total yards, but they had 12 yards passing, one for nine, two picks. I mean, it was hard to watch. Effectively, the Saints got a guaranteed win in that scenario and uh, were able to continue to, uh, to, to to dominate as they go forward. Team that a lot of people are talking about. The Browns are now eight and three. Are they for real as a team that can get into the postseason first? And if they get there, can they win a game? Have you seen enough to make you believe that the eight and three Browns are for real? Yes. And and I go back to the same thing I said about Tennessee. The recipe for winning football games and, and putting yourself in a position to win a championship is being able to run the ball, being able to run the ball, and being able to play in great defense. Um, you know, we had we, we've seen some plays that I believe it was you know Baker had a wide open uh, slant right in the end zone and missed it. So he, I mean, he's playing good. He's not playing anywhere close to being great. But when you're running the ball the way they're running the ball and playing the defense that they're playing, you're going to win a lot of football games, and that takes the pressure off of everyone else. So, yes, if you're talking about that division, if you're talking about uh, them putting, getting their foot in the door and being a problem, now the, the, the bigger issue is they're going to face some teams here coming up if they get in the playoffs and, and do their thing. They're going to face some guys that they might have a first-round exit. It's just, a, it's just a fact of the matter. But i, I got to give them credit. They, they picked it up. Uh, you know they lost Odell, uh, you know, some weeks, several weeks ago, and they found a way to get uh, to get Juice Landry man the ball, and that, I think that was that was really a key for them. Juice Landry man is playing incredible. We're talking to Sean Merriman. He's the Lights Out Podcast, iHeart Podcast Network. Your Chargers team you played with for so many years continue to lose in so many different interesting ways. They uh, they had a lot of success moving the football against the Bills. Came up short again. They had that crazy play where it looked like they were trying to uh, – the quarterback was sneaking in. The, uh, uh, did you see that play? The offensive line was dropping back to pass, uh, pass block, uh, I, I think it was. What's going to happen there? Do you think Anthony Lynn keeps his job? Obviously, there's lots of reason for optimism with Justin Herbert. But what exactly is going on with the Chargers? And are you buying the Bills as a Super Bowl contender in any way out of the AFC? Well, you know, first and foremost, um, there's there's so many bright spots with the Chargers that you know it's almost sickening when you look at the the record that they have and the season that yep. they're having, losing what three or four games within six points. Uh, that really makes you sick as a coach, as a as an owner, as a general manager. That has to make you sick because those three or four games, if you can pull those out. You're looking at a completely different season. Now, the bright spots you have, you got obviously Justin Herbert. He's not he's playing at a pace where we we haven't seen as a rookie probably ever. But you you know Mike Williams and Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, these guys are just playing incredible, and you got to get them the ball. The problem is, and not everybody, but you have some spots on that defense that's just not getting it done. Joey Bosa came out was vocal. Uh, a few about a week or two ago about guys needing to step it up. And I'm glad that he did that, you know, because he's not a guy that's very vocal. So when you have guys who are not vocal, who really don't talk much in the locker room, when they say something, everybody listens. And the way Joey Bosa was going out there playing and getting after Josh Allen, he was in his face all day long. 
you know, they need to get other guys in that defense to step up and play the way he's playing right now. So, they, uh, to, as far as Anthony Lynn, you got a couple more games, I believe, that to go out and prove what you can do for the rest of the season. I, and I, I don't call for anybody to get fired, not just the charge, but anybody in the NFL. I don't, I don't like to say this guy should get fired, that guy should get fired, but it's such a performance business. And you look at that team that they have, there's no way in hell you shouldn't be winning more football games, period. Last question for you. We're talking to Sean Merriman. Uh, appreciate him joining us here, breaking down everything in the world of uh, the NFL. Obviously, there are a lot of different co- sort of major issues going on with the NFL right now. Tuesday, we have a game between the Ravens and the Steelers. Can you imagine what it would be like to be playing in this type of season and how much more challenging would it be than almost any year when we know it's hard to play in the NFL? But can you imagine not knowing what day you're playing, what guys are playing? I mean, have you ever seen anything like this? No. No, and I don't think we're going to see anything like this again. Uh, yeah. This is something that came up that uh, we, not just NFL, we as a country trying to figure this damn thing out. Yeah. We're just trying to figure out life, right? And that doesn't change anything when you're talking about the NFL. Uh, I applaud them for even getting up and getting the season going in the first place. It's you know, pretty amazing, think, honestly. Yeah, You know, a lot of people are giving them grief, and I see some of the players like, hey, what the hell's going on? Well, Guess what? You know, there's millions of people out here that's not working. Millions yep. of people trying to figure this whole thing out. They found a way to get it going and get, you know, move forward. Because the truth of the matter is, we don't know what this is going to look like six months from now. It could be the same way. We have no idea. So for them to do what they're doing, I applaud them. And the players uh, have to understand, and people have to understand in general, uh, that they're trying to figure this thing out for the first time, too. You think the NFL likes having the Broncos with no starting quarterback, I mean, that doesn't make them more money. <laughs> you, know, that's, you know, that's bad football. That turns away fans. That has people griping about what's going on. So, you know, they're trying to figure it out as everyone else is trying to figure out. So I applaud them to try to, uh, to keep this thing going and not shutting down and just figuring it out along the way. I agree. I mean, I think, you know, most of American life and certainly American business is about finding out a way how to do something. And the NFL has been imperfect, like all things created by men are. But to be able to get as many games as they have, even amid these challenges and oftentimes even with fans present, I think it's a hell of a story. Uh, Sean Merriman, appreciate the time. Uh, Thank you for coming with us. And I'm glad to hear you had a good Thanksgiving, my man. You got it. Same here. Thanks for having me. Hey, that's Sean Merriman. We come back breaking down more of the NFL Monday edition. This is Outkick on Fox Sports Radio. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield 
wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service, they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts are knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, friendly. And by the way, I was just at O'Reilly not that long ago, within the last month, and guess what? Needed some help with the alternator, had some questions with the batteries, they helped me right away, and did it right there in the parking lot. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their firestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Welcome back in. Geico Outkick Studios. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us as we roll through the second hour of the program. I got to tell you, we were just talking with Sean Merriman about all the challenges that exist in this COVID universe. And by the way, I want to thank all you guys for downloading the podcast, making November such a monstrously huge month for Outkick. Uh, encourage you to search out my name, Clay Travis Outkick. Dive into the podcast so you don't miss anything. Sean Merriman, you just heard Joel Klatt scheduled to join us in the third hour of this program. Todd Furman in the first hour as we're breaking down everything in the world of the NFL and college football. And I got to be honest with you, that Bronco game, I've never seen anything like it in the history of my life as an NFL fan. And I bet you haven't either. To have every quarterback on the roster not be able to play to have the Broncos actually petitioning the NFL to see whether a uh, coaching assistant could play quarterback for them 
and end up with a practice squad wide receiver out there that, let's be honest, there was never any chance at all that they were ever going to be in a position where that game was remotely close. And look, I, I, there's a lot of talk about Drew Brees' health and everything else. The Saints are now 7-0 and without Drew Brees. And before I get back to the Broncos, I do think we can talk some about the culture and the overall talent that Sean Payton has built around this team in New Orleans such that even when Drew Brees is out, they went 5-0 and last year with Teddy Bridgewater. They've gone 2-0 and now with Taysom Hill. But really, all the Saints had to do was line up and play defense. I don't know that I've ever seen a game before where I have thought to myself, I don't know if the Broncos could win this game even if the Saints had never had to run an offensive play. I think they would have won this game, right? I mean, even if the moment they had got it punted to them, they had had to punt it back on the next play almost. I think they would have turned over. Maybe you could say they would have gotten tired eventually and maybe that would have happened. But there was no ability to move the football at all for the Broncos. And effectively, as soon as they had all of their quarterbacks tapped out because of COVID contact tracing, it was done. And the thing that stood out to me about it, and I'm sure we're going to talk about this some as we move on throughout the week, is what happens if this occurs in the playoffs? Some people say, well, what happens if it has happens in the Super Bowl? And we've talked about that for a while. I think they could adjust some things in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't think they would allow a Super Bowl team to play a game with a practice squad wide receiver at quarterback. I think there would be a system in place to potentially push back the start of the Super Bowl until you could have an ordinary game be played. But I do think this is a challenge going forward as you think about the playoff scenarios. Because there are going to be 14 different teams at a minimum that are advancing to the NFL playoffs. And there might end up being 16 before all is said and done. You know, we've got the game on Tuesday between the Ravens and the Steelers. And it seems like they're going to try. The NFL is basically committed to trying to stay on the existing schedule right now. But with 14 teams playing in the playoffs, it's almost inevitable that at least one and maybe multiple of those teams are going to have substantial breakouts on their team in the middle of the playoffs. And in the regular season, if you lose a game, that can stink. But you play so many other games, you would think, okay, it can balance out over the course of the season. But imagine if Patrick Mahomes suddenly tested positive for COVID in the wild card round of the playoffs. Or if Ben Roethlisberger did. Somewhere along the line here, that is going to turn into a major, major issue. And it might end up deciding who wins the Super Bowl. Because right now, we talked about this to open the show, I don't feel like anybody is anywhere near as good as Patrick Mahomes is. He's by far, in my opinion, the best quarterback in the NFL and that offense of the Chiefs when they are rolling with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and they are firing on all cylinders like they often are. It's virtually impossible to stop them. But it's all predicated on having... Patrick Mahomes 
what happens if in the wild card round of the playoffs, suddenly Patrick Mahomes tests test positive for COVID and he's not playing? And hopefully the Chiefs would be able to protect the rest of their quarterback room so they're not panicking trying to sign somebody off of the practice squad. But that could decide who wins the Super Bowl. And it's a wrinkle that hasn't existed ever. And the chances are it's going to happen for somebody once the postseason actually gets here. Somebody is going to get Denver Broncoed and it's going to be a total wild card about their scenarios and the situation that they find themselves in. Just think about that a little bit. When we come back, top of the third hour of the program, we're going to talk about the big NFL and college football takeaways of the weekend. We're also scheduled to be joined by Fox's Joel Klatt. He's the lead college football analyst, as he always does. Join us. That's still to come. Appreciate all of you. This is Outkick, the coverage. Download the podcast here on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.